Welcome to another Love from the Hip. I'm spiritual hypnotherapist, master esthetician, and your host, Sakura Sutter. I created the show with the intention of empowering others to help and love themselves. Aside from weekly skin tips, you will hear me spotlight extraordinary souls from around the world who are making a difference by helping people in their own way. Together, we can all make a difference, and it starts with love, love from the hip. St. Patrick, originally born Maywin Sukot, wasn't Irish at all. In fact, he was born in Britain near the end of the 4th century. At the age of 16, he was kidnapped and taken to Ireland, where he spent six years in captivity. During that time, he worked as a shepherd and found solace in religion. After escaping, he heard a divine voice which told him to flee Ireland, so he walked nearly 200 miles to the coast and took passage back to Britain. Soon after returning to Britain, in his book, Confessio, St. Patrick wrote of another dream he had in which he was handed a letter entitled The Voice of the Irishmen. While he read this letter, he noted that he heard voices of Irishmen pleading for him to come back. After extensive years of study, he returned to Ireland in 433 AD, ordained as a bishop, and continued upon his mission of converting thousands of Irish to Christianity. Credited with bringing Christianity to Ireland and driving all the metaphorical snakes out of Ireland, St. Patrick died on March 17, 461 AD. It wasn't until 1631 in which St. Patrick's Day was recognized to commemorate the anniversary of his death. In 1737, the first celebration of St. Patrick's Day took place on American shores. And in 1762, the largest and longest St. Patrick's Day parade took place on American soil when Irish-born soldiers serving the British Army marched through the lower streets of Manhattan to a St. Patrick's Day breakfast at a local tavern. During the potato famine of 1845, when Irish Catholics sought refuge in the United States, they suffered extreme prejudice. They were looked down upon as disease-ridden, unskilled, and a big drain on welfare budgets. Yet, the Irish still remained proud of their heritage and clung to their country's traditions by taking to the streets in St. Patrick's Day parades alongside other American activists fighting the Irish prejudice. For several centuries, St. Patrick's Day did not consist of parades, nor associated with the color green. Instead, it consisted of attending church in the morning and a modest feast in the afternoon. Also, green is not the color associated with St. Patrick, but rather it is a shade of sky blue. It only became green after it was linked to the Irish independence movement in the late 18th century. And the shamrock is said to be associated with St. Patrick's Holy Trinity, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, also faith, hope, and love, with the fourth leaf meaning luck, and rightfully so, since only about 1 in 10,000 plants grows four leaflets, making them extremely rare. Sadly, 2020 was the first year in a centuries-old history in which the St. Patrick's Parade did not occur in the streets of New York City or Boston. Also, it was the first year in which Chicago did not dye its river green, as, as it has been doing since 1962. Ironically, as we celebrate St. Patrick on this very day, now in Ireland, along with many other places across the globe, there is a movement towards a more pre-Christian belief in spirits, and the connection to the land innately lends itself to a more spiritualist philosophy. Spiritualism, born in upstate New York in 1848, gave rise to the belief that the dead go on living and can communicate through mediums. It suffered judgment and ridicule by the Catholic Church and was highly suppressed by the Witchcraft Act. As a result, throughout history, many mediums and spiritualists conducted clandestine meetings as well as offered secret healings. Ireland's well-known herbalist Bridget Ellen Connors, or Biddy Early, is a great example of someone who many saw in secret because the Catholic Church forbade it. Biddy Early represented the oppressed people. She, an oppressed peasant, would not allow herself to be browbeaten by the priests in the church, although she encouraged the people she treated to consult the priests and the church for help. The people were sick of being taken advantage of monetarily. Biddy did not accept money for her remedies, but rather whiskey and other poison. Her home became so full of alcohol that it converted into a place for people to drink and play cards. Biddy went on to have quite the reputation for her herbal remedies, many of them family recipes. She was also known for carrying a bottle of liquid around with her, which she consulted by looking into while trying to decide upon a cure for a person. In 1865, Biddy was accused of witchcraft. Luckily, however, for Biddy, there was not enough evidence to condemn her. 
and the people loved her and her healings way too much to allow her to be condemned. Present day, once again, the people are seeking alternative methods of healing. There is a renewed interest in spiritualism at this time. Whether it is the culmination of the repeal of the Witchcraft Act in 2008, the loosening up of the grip of the Catholic Church, the rise of spiritualist churches and or the protective spiritualist unions, whatever the reasons, just like other great times of loss and bereavement in our history, this pandemic is bringing forth vivid dreams of lost loved ones, sounds, sights, and other forms of communication that aren't explainable. And it is this which allows us to come full circle, where people are beginning to question death and consciousness all over again, and rightfully so. Today on Love from the Hip, I'm delighted to have psychic medium Fiona Stewart-Williams on my show. Fiona will share her own journey of becoming a medium, as well as discuss various types of mediumship and more. Plus, she will be graciously offering you a mini reading later on the show. So don't go anywhere. The passing of our loved ones always proves to be very challenging, but can be met with ease when working with someone who can hold space, compassion, and especially someone who works across the veil. Allow Sakura Sutter, multidimensional channeler and intuitive medium, to be your spiritual guide with the other side. No matter if you choose to communicate with your transitioned loved ones to help you with the grieving process, or connect with spiritual, galactic, and other light beings to explore and dive in more on your spiritual path, Sakura can assist you. Not only does Sakura channel insightful messages, but she also incorporates her metaphysical tools to help you move through blocks and unprocessed emotions and feelings, providing you with a closure, relief, and new mindset to move forward. So don't hesitate to take your first step towards healing so you can start living your life once again. Remote sessions available. Contact Sakura at sakurasutter.com. That's S-A-K-U-R-A-S-U-T-T-E-R.com. Taking care of your body's largest organ can be difficult, but not for Astera Skincare Mist. This topical skin spray supports your skin's own natural healing defenses. Astera Skincare Mist is a light misting spray, free of parabens, alcohol, toxins, and fragrance. This all-natural topical skin spray will take the woe out of your skincare worries without clogging your pores. Irritation, inflammation, redness, post-procedure sensitivities, no problem. With Astera Skincare Mist, you can continue about your day without the skin dismay. Acne, rosacea, psoriasis, sunburns, rashes, and fungus? Don't let these skin concerns inconvenience you. Instead, let Astera Skincare Mist allow you to be happy in the skin you're in. Available at Sakura Skin and Mind. Learn more at esteracare.com. That's E-S-T-H-E-R-A care.com. The veil is a line between physical and non-physical realities, between spirit and matter. Listen in to Go Beyond the Veil, an exciting new show every second Wednesday of each month from 2 to 3 p.m. In this engaging and informational jam-packed radio hour, hosts Sakura Sutter and Rory Reich interview folks who make a living crossing the veil, assisting others on their journeys of healing and self-discovery. Drawing from their own experiences, Sakura and Rory have come to realize how challenging it can be to understand it all. So they will ask the hard questions to not only reveal more truths and clarity, but in an effort to make spiritual sense. They hope by offering you, the listener, a resource where science meets spirituality that you too can finally put your skepticism to rest once and for all. So join them as they go beyond the veil. Welcome back to Love from the Hip. I'm spiritual hypnotherapist, master esthetician, and your host, Sakura Sutter. And don't forget to follow me on Instagram and Facebook and to subscribe and share my podcast, Love from the Hip. That's HYP, anywhere you can find podcasts. Today, I have the pleasure of having psychic medium Fiona Stewart-Williams on my show. Hey, Fiona. Hi, Sakura. How are you? Good. Happy St. Patrick's Day. Yeah, well, it's evening here in Ireland, so... um... Yeah. How was your St. Patrick's Day? I mean, I, everything's closed, so. It was very quiet. Um, I'm sure it's been like that where wherever anybody, anybody would want to like be celebrating. So everybody's staying in, washing their hands, wearing a mask and keeping two meters apart. <laughs> and what part of Ireland are you in? I'm in the north of Ireland. Uh, I'm about um, about 20 miles from Belfast. 
It's on my okay. list of places to go. <laughs> Eric too, right, Eric? Uh-huh. Yeah. So can you tell us about the first time you connected with the spirit world and how old were you? Oh, wow. Um, Sakura, I've always been connecting to the spirit world. I just didn't know that that was it. Hmm. I just didn't have an idea. I thought everybody was the same. <laughs> and, um, you know, my mom and dad would say, oh, she's got such a great imagination, you know. But when I when I truly found out that it was people that had passed over that were talking to me, I was 10 years of age. And that was validated to me because my father had gone into hospital for some routine tests and over and he showed me where he was and it was the most incredible space and that feeling of complete love mm. you know it was it was very bittersweet because obviously I had to go through a grieving process that my father was no longer here right and and then there was this whole thing about oh my word it's dead people that are talking to me. It's not my imagination. Hmm. So that was a bit freaky. Now, he came so, to you before you even knew that he had passed. Is that correct? That is correct. We didn't We didn't get formally told until maybe five hours later. Hmm. And did you share so this he, with your siblings? I sure did. And how did that go over? It didn't. <laughs> Can you imagine? I'm like one of five. And um, they were just so cross. And very, very annoyed and upset and unphysical. Uh-huh. <laughs> there was a bit of hair pulling and a bit uh-huh. of something going on. And it wasn't until we were formally sat down at the big dining table um, at my aunt's house that my mom told us all that dad had crossed over. And all my siblings looked at me as if it was my fault because I had said it, mm. you know. You made it happen. Um, yeah, you said it. That's what it is. Hmm. But but it was uh, it was a very tricky time, a very difficult time. And whenever you're only 10 years of age, you know, it, it takes a lot to to sink in. Right. Did you end up having then to suppress it or did you just keep to yourself? Um <laughs> I would see, you know, after after dad died, I, I it became a lot stronger to the point that maybe I'd have someone standing by my bed. And you've got to remember, Sakura, I was living, I was living in, in Belfast at the time during the Troubles. And so it was a very troubled time. Mm. It was war, yeah. you know. And, um, you know, I, I would have someone standing by my bed. And I was so fortunate that I shared a double bed with my twin sister. And I would pull the covers over my head and hide. So it, it was, it was troubling. Yeah. But I, but the spirit world are very, very clever. And they withdrew themselves. It's not that I suppressed it. They kind of let me have my life, you know, to grow up, to be a teenager, to do all the things teenagers do. And, and when they thought I was adult enough, they came <laughs> back. <laughs> and, so when, and so when was that? When did they come back? Um, around about I was 25. Mm-hmm. So I would be about 25 whenever it came back with full gusto. But I, I have to say, Sakira, I was always interested in um, knowing and wanting to know more. I'm, I was a very curious being mm-hmm. in terms of exploring um, everything. That's well, that's great. <laughs> well, saying that anything esoteric, which was kind of like frowned upon, mm. you know. Yeah. And you just, grew up in a very religious household. Is that correct? Yeah. My father was a missionary and he was also a minister. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Yeah. So and, and what what sorts of clarities were kicking in for you? All of them. All of them. So, and if you can imagine, and I'm sure people are listening and they're going, oh, what's a Claire? Yeah. Well, there's there's a number of them. There's chocolate eclairs, <laughs> which are really <laughs> But any kind of physical sense that you have, you have the spiritual sense also. That makes sense. And so, so, and then you started working professionally. How did that happen? 
Oh, my word. Well, you know, um, first of all, I decided that I would need to really learn everything about what it is that I have. And so I put myself through all sorts of different training, educational courses to understand the mechanics of mediumship, hold awards with the Spiritualist National Union, demonstrating and speaking and, and teaching. And uh, it was during that process of learning and discovery that I said to the spirit world, I said, okay, I will work for you full time if I get to the height of my profession in my real job. Okay, because anything that was earning money was your real job. So I was working <laughs> for a company, a cable company for communications. Mm -hmm. So I've been in communications all my life, really. Yeah, whether they're living or dead. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and um, it was um, as, as soon as I'd said that, I I was actually um, within six weeks promoted and then made redundant. Hmm. And there so. go. And so you, did you start in circle? And I know that's a yeah. kind of a bigger thing there. Yeah, my, my, I started in a circle. I went to the Belfast Spiritualist Church and my mentor was Marie Page. She was also the first minister um, in Ireland as a whole. Uh, first woman. Huh. As well. Yeah. Yeah. In Ireland. And she, she kind of took me under her wing. And she got me sitting in a circle and I sat in a circle for, I think it was nearly three years. And are you uh, sitting in a circle with all mediums or are there also other people that are just interested? Or? Well, well, back, back in the day, there was only the, back in the day, there would have been traditionally only one person was the medium. The people that were sitting were lending their energy and hoping to get messages. Um, the circles that I was sitting in, we were medium mediums poor in other words there wasn't enough mediums to go around and we were having to get mediums to come over from england to serve the church and everything so the circles were to develop all the mediums that were sitting hmm. no that's great and so what would you say is the most rewarding part about being a medium the healing that comes from allowing someone to know that there's more than this that there's something else that comes after this and and that love can never die hmm. and at the same time what is the most challenging part about doing what you do the living <laughs> and how so elaborate <laughs> okay you, you know um i get so used to connecting with upstairs that i forget sometimes that the people that I'm, I'm reading for, they don't really have an understanding of what it's all about. And um, and again, you started off this show talking about the religious biases and things like that. And there can be a little bit of that too. And how can you do this? Are you sure you're actually talking to that person? How do you know this information? Mm -hmm. And so you're dealing with someone's fears as well, you know? So it can be challenging in that way. But it's also rewarding in that way, too. Yeah. I mean, I, I really, I love that I, I know that I've helped somebody. And every time I connect with the spirit world, it's so very, very different. Yeah. And I would imagine, too, there's also spirits that choose not to communicate. Yeah. Yeah, there is. There are some people that are so happy upstairs doing what they're doing upstairs in heaven. That they have no time. I'm done with I'm done with life. I'm done with earthly life. I don't want to talk about that no more. <laughs> I want to get on and do with my new life that's in heaven and get acquainted with, you know, who I want to get acquainted with or or learn or explore. Mm -hmm. So can you go and over I, go ahead, I'm sorry. I said so that can be the case sometimes. You'll never hear for some people. Right. So what are the different types of mediumship? And I was wondering if you could go through them briefly with us. Well, there's loads. Um, you've got physical mediumship and then you've got mental mediumship, perception mediumship. And um, you've got healing for a start, which can be both. All right. In terms of you could have someone who would ask for to take away something like a tumor in, in, in a healing scenario, which is absolutely it's, it's the greatest gift of all that kind of, you know, physical 
healing is is extraordinary. Um, the mental mediumship, you've got your perception mediumship in terms of your message mediumship. You've got your channeling mm-hmm. trans mediumship, which is also classed as, as mental in terms of whenever you're bringing through some great philosophies, you know? Yeah. And what's the one where they actually draw the image of oh, the person yeah. coming through? Well, you have, that's that psychic art. Mm. So you'll find that if you've got a great psychic artist, that they will draw the most amazing images very, very quickly, like at lightning speed. And I've watched, I've, I've been so blessed that I've been um, connected with individuals that can draw at lightning speed likenesses. And it's just absolutely extraordinary. Hmm. And um, I had a go at that myself to see what it felt like in my head, to right. see what it felt like to, to, to do psychic art. And I realized very quickly that um, it, it was very difficult to make the spirit link, in other words, to have the person talking to you while you were drawing them. It was like there was another part of your brain or a part of your consciousness was accessed. Hmm. It was it was interesting. Yeah, like channeling. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like channeling. <laughs> so we've been hearing more and more about physical mediumship. Can you talk more about mm-hmm. that? Back in the day, and you were talking about Hydesville, the birth of spiritualism, and they were all very physical circles and where you were looking for physical results prove it to me show it to me let me touch it is it you know is it real um nowadays there isn't so much of that type of 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 physical mediumship where there's ectoplasm what you're finding that finding more is instrumental trans communication that's through um through video through any kind of any anything even a table can be used for ITC where you're hearing raps and taps, but there has to be in the whole story of the physical element, the um, intelligent workings of spirit. Hmm. There has to be intelligence there. You know, you can't just say, Oh, that knock on the window or that knock on the door. Oh, that's from the spirit world. Unless, unless you can actually prove that it is, you know, so you have to have some form of communication whether it's through raps or taps or what have you. And is our most physical mediumship sessions held in a circle? Not always. Okay. Some of them are demonstrated to large audiences. Okay. And so can everybody be a medium? Yes. And the reason being, um, Sakira, we all have spirit. We're all spirit. We all have a soul. If we can connect to that which is within us, be quiet and be still, then we connect in that way, then of course we can connect to the spirit world. There are some that are more gifted though, Sakura, Mm -hmm. in terms of everybody, if they have legs and the ability to walk, they have the ability to run. Some are fantastic um, at at races and sports and some are are a little bit pathetic like me (laughs) who couldn't um, run or jump or anything. So, you know, it's, it's what you practice and what you push at. But everyone has the ability to connect to spirit. And they are connecting to the spirit world, whether it's through the dream states, as you said, or through maybe a song comes on a radio, reminds them of a loved one. There are signs everywhere that your loved ones are about and they're wanting to guide you and help you. Yeah. And so how do we discern what is ours and what is them? In terms of what? Of what's the information that's coming in. I think a lot of people get tripped up on, are they trying to make something happen? Are they trying to hear something? Uh, Well, then you see that boils down to the the person and their experience and what they feel. And if there's a trigger within them in terms of that emotional pull, and then you kind of know that's definitely for them. Mm. Okay. That's There's right. an emotional feeling. And so it's more the feeling than just what's happening in its sense. For instance, um, I, I stood outside my back door and I could see a robin redbreast. I don't know if you've got that bird. Okay. Um, and traditionally, I always see that as, as, as a connection with my father. And whenever I see that bird, his, his thoughts come into my mind. 
Hmm. And, and I know that that's a connection. But there have been times that I've seen the same Robin, all right, and I've thought of someone else and not always my dad. Does that make sense? But yeah. there's an emotional feeling with that. Now, there's a particular song that will come on the radio that I will know is my friend that's in the spirit world. Mm-hmm. And when that song comes on, it evokes emotions and feelings within me that resonates with them. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Have I answered that right? Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) And I'm going to come back to that, but we're going to have to take a quick break. But everyone, remember, this is a live show. So if you would like a mini reading with Fiona, feel free to call 1-888-298-KKNW or 425-373-5527. On this weekly skinny, in honor of St. Patrick's Day, I thought it would be fitting to discuss the most coveted skin complexion all across the globe that of the Celtic complexion. Sure, some who possess such a sought-after skin may refer to themselves as just pale, but to others, they possess the fairest, most beautiful skin in all the land. In fact, in Korea, where skin beauty is taken very seriously, they have several products geared towards having paler skin, like that of the Irish. Unfortunately, many of these popular products incorporate bleaching agents to help lighten the skin. Of course, with the fairest skin comes more responsibility, This skin type, which is typically a Fitzpatrick one or two, burns and freckles more easily in the sun. Plus, the paler the skin, the more sensitive it tends to be and more prone to skin conditions like rosacea. In fact, many dermatologists claim this to be the unluck of the Irish. Rosacea presents itself typically on the cheeks, nose, and chin and is characterized by tiny broken vessels, redness, and on occasion, tiny red bumps as well as pus-filled spots, especially during what's called a flare. Another skincare concern which tends to arise on more fair skin is keratosis pilaris, which occurs due to a buildup of keratin, which blocks the opening of hair follicles, creating this rough, bumpy patch of skin many describe as chicken skin. This usually shows up on the backs of the arms and the thighs. One of the bigger concerns with having a Celtic complexion is skin cancer. According to the Irish Cancer Society, Over 10,000 cases of skin cancer are diagnosed each year. And while this may seem absurd, considering the amount of gray and cloud cover in Ireland, there are still harmful rays which get through, including UVA and UVC rays, which are aging and cancer rays. So it is imperative in Ireland, just as it is in England, and even here in Seattle, to wear a sunscreen year-round, even with those overcast skies. Aside from wearing your sunscreen year-round, it is important to avoid using a tanning bed. Tanning beds account for 90% of skin cancer. One study found that there were more cases of skin cancer due to indoor tanning than there were lung cancer cases due to smoking. And if you must darken your skin, try sunless tanning treatments. Dermatologists in Ireland not only encourage those with a fair complexion to read the labels and refrain from using products with harsh ingredients, but also to try a more healthy and clean diet since sensitive skin lends to a more sensitive gut. Of course, they emphasize that the latter proves to be a bit more challenging in Ireland, the beautiful country that loves its heavy food and drink. Men, care for your skin properly, starting with your face. Sakura Skin and Mind offers their Gentleman's Groom Clinical Facial designed for your rugged skin. A deep cleansing clinical facial is like a one, two, three punch to wrinkles, age spots, and problem skin. Tame those brows, ears, and nostrils. Sakura Skin and Mind, erasing wrinkles one clinical facial at a time. Learn more at sakuraskinandmind.com. S-A-K-U-R-A. SkinandMind.com Family owned since 1986, Stargazers, a unique metaphysical bookshop, offers a large selection of precious gems, jewelry, candles, sage, shamanic drums and rattles, oracle cards, incense, and more. Plus, you can find a variety of healing goodness from some of the best healers under one roof, such as tarot and oracle card readings, spiritual response therapy, data healing, and energy work. Located in Bellevue at 12727 Northrop Way, Suite 10, Stargazers provides a foundation for healing, ample wisdom, and resources for starting or continuing your spiritual journey. Stargazers, making sense of the stars and everything esoteric. For more information and store hours, go to stargazersbooks.com. That's S-T-A-R-G-A-Z-E-R-S books.com or call 425-885-7289. That's 425-885-7289. 
885-7289. Welcome back to Love from the Hip. I'm spiritual hypnotherapist, master esthetician, and your host, Sakura Sutter. Today on Love from the Hip, I have the great pleasure of having psychic medium Fiona Stewart-Williams on this beautiful St. Patrick's Day. And if you would like a mini reading, feel free to call 1-888-298-KKNW or 425-373-5527. So Fiona, what are a few steps that everyone can take in order to tap into their mediumship? Well, uh, mediumship is an unfoldment. Uh, it's not like instant coffee where you get the granules <laughs> and you get, throw the water on it and, you know, it's it's an unfoldment. It's a process. And if someone is really, truly interested in um, exploring that aspect, then I would suggest that they find like-minded people to sit with and to explore their own being their own self, their own soul. And once they've truly got to know who they are and understand what their feelings are, then they reach out to the spirit world. Hmm. Got to know yourself first. Yeah. Or find a mentor too, right? Like you. Yeah. You could find a mentor like me. Is right. <laughs> and are, are, what might be something you wouldn't recommend they do? Well... I don't know because I haven't done it. <laughs> Why wouldn't you? <laughs> You've done everything right. <laughs> well, I've been very fortunate. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel I feel that people, if as long as they find that they, they are comfortable with someone else, if they're comfortable with that person, then you're going to find that there is um, a chemistry, and that chemistry is good. Mm-hmm. Where the you know don't find don't go to places full of ego. Yeah. You know that's not going to be helpful. Okay. It's a gentle process. All right. Well, let's go to our phone lines. We've got Marie in Seattle on the line. Marie, are you there? I'm here. Hi, thank you. Hi. What is your question for Fiona? Well, I have a lot of people on the other side, so I'm wondering if anybody comes through. Okay. Hi, Marie. How are you? Good. Good. That's a good Irish name, Marie. Yeah. You know, and as as I'm I'm listening to your voice vibration, I'm very aware of a gentleman coming forward. This is interesting for me, Marie, because as he's coming forward, he's showing me this photograph, and it's like one of those old photographs, you know, kind of like that sepia kind, uh-huh. where it looks like it's been put on a postcard or something. Yeah. So I'm wondering whether or not you yourself, Marie, are the holder of such an item, or that you would have. Mm-hmm. Yes, you have. Yeah. Good. My word. And am I right in saying that half the people that are in the box with all the photographs, you don't know? Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay. It's nearly kind of like this gentleman's coming forward here to kind of help you as to the who's who in the story of what your family is and where your family came from. Does that make sense? Um, yeah, I've got some good genealogy going. Yeah, so you, yeah. you've been... You've been going through it all. You've been doing the family tree, yeah? Uh-huh. Yeah. So he's wanting to help you because he's also showing me about the skeletons in the closet. So I'm wondering where this is going. Oh, yeah. I think, Marie, I think, Marie, that, there, you know, back home in Ireland here, you know, sometimes you get raised by someone and you call them mother, but they're not really your mother. It turns out to be like your auntie. Uh-huh. Yeah. I have a feeling that there's there's that kind of a story Somewhere in your in story. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. So I know he's kind of showing me that that kind of have you ever he's kind of showing me netting, but the netting's real bad. Um, and it tells me that there's there's holes in your story. In other words, not all not all of the genealogy fits in as neatly as it should do. Sure, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So um, he's I can't say that this is a, a loving man towards you. I don't think you even got a chance to to know him. Mm-hmm. But he's interested in, in what you're doing and he's wanting to help. And I and I feel that this could be, I mean, we're judging by what he's wearing. This is going back like to, you know, the early 1900s. Oh, way back. Hmm. Uh, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. So you couldn't possibly know him because your voice is way too young. <laughs> okay. But, but know that he's coming in to assist and help on joining the dots. Is that okay? That's okay. Yeah. No, I... um. My mom just died recently, and uh, my dad died a couple years ago, but I don't always expect them to come in. They're busy, you know? 
you know, sometimes, Marie, doing doing something that's live on, on a radio and it's and if mom's just passed, yeah, it's very mm-hmm. raw. It's very raw and it's probably not the best forum. Yeah. To, to make that level of communication. Does that make sense? Makes complete sense. And sometimes you need to be private to do something like that. Yes. Okay, you don't want the whole world listening. Yeah, know. well, she's a wonderful mother. Both of my parents were, so I... You've been so fortunate. I feel very connected to both of them. And yeah. we picked uh, messages, specific messages, that would come through after they died, and I've had both messages. Wow, that's that's beautiful. Yeah, so I knew, you know, they were getting older, and I knew that that was going to happen, so we picked out something that would be real specific, not like a hummingbird or something flying at the window. It would be more, even more specific, and it's worked. Well, wonderful. Well, that's great. Hey. That's great. It's <laughs> been lovely speaking with you, Marie. Thanks a lot. Thanks for calling in. Mm, bye-bye. All right. Will we have another uh, time to take another caller there? All right. We've got Jackie and Sammamish. Jackie, are you there? I am. Thank Hi. you. Yes. What is your question for Fiona? I just was wondering if, um, if um, I guess, who's around me. I, I get the feeling sometimes someone's with me, but I don't know who it is. Hi, Jackie. Is it okay just to Hi. call you, Jackie? Yes, absolutely. Jackie, um, often we will feel the presence of our loved ones coming very close to us. But if it is a case that you don't know who it is, it's, it could very well be a guide. Okay, and it could be okay. that there's a guide around you trying to help you with whatever life issues that you're having at this moment in time. But, you know, I'm speaking with you now and I'm very aware of a lady. And and she's kind of coming around. Am I, I'm going to I'm going to ask a question. I don't normally ask questions, but I have a feeling that this lady is coming around you because there's been a little bit of an emotional upset. Okay. With the living, okay. not with the dead. With okay. the living. It's like you're, you've are you been a little bit wounded emotionally. Whether it's been what somebody said or what they haven't said, or maybe there's been a feeling that, that there's a level of, you know, somebody not being grateful for everything that you do. And I and I feel her coming around you as if like to soothe your ruffled feathers. All right. And to me, it feels like a grandmother. Yeah, I was very close to my grandmother on my mother's side. I lived with her for a while. So, yeah, yeah. I could imagine that it might be her. <laughs> yeah, I just feel like she's wanting to kind of soothe you down, just to soothe you. But I, I don't feel don't feel like your grandmother would have been what you call fluffy. I'm going to explain that term because I know that we all have different kind of terminology in different countries. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but <laughs> fluffy basically means huggy, kissy, touchy, feely. I feel that there was there was a loving energy from her, but she wouldn't have been really overly that way. There was a no, level of firmness no. with her too. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yes. Well, know that she's coming just to, to to soothe any kind of upset that that has happened around you because you're very sensitive, aren't you, Jackie? I am. <laughs> Yes, you are. You are, and you, you and you think it's always your fault when it's uh, not. I'm a I'm a Pisces, so you know I tend to to you know take things in and kind of bury them rather than look at them sometimes. So for sure, yeah. Okay, well, just know that that's coming around you. Yeah. Oh cool. well, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thanks for calling in, Jackie. Thank you. Bye bye. Welcome. So, Fiona, so some of the reasons that spirits step forward is to soothe and comfort. What, what may be some other reasons that they come forward, you find? Well, basically, well, well, basically because we're upset mm. or whether we're frightened, you know, uh, but they're aware of, of, of how we're feeling. And that's why they want to connect with us. Mm-hmm. And right now, look what's been going on in our story for the last year. <laughs> right. That's a bit scary uh-huh. you know and so what we find is is that of course they're wanting to connect because there has been such high levels of anxiety and fear right okay all right 
Well, with that, we're going to take another break, but everyone stick around for more Love from the Hip. The passing of our loved ones always proves to be very challenging, but can be met with ease when working with someone who can hold space, compassion, and especially someone who works across the veil. Allow Sakura Sutter, multidimensional channeler and intuitive medium, to be your spiritual guide with the other side. No matter if you choose to communicate with your transitioned loved ones to help you with the grieving process, or connect with spiritual, galactic, and other light beings to explore and dive in more on your spiritual path, Sakura can assist you. Not only does Sakura channel insightful messages, but she also incorporates her metaphysical tools to help you move through blocks and unprocessed emotions and feelings, providing you with a closure, relief, and new mindset to move forward. So don't hesitate to take your first step towards healing so you can start living your life once again. Remote sessions available. Contact Sakura at sakurasutter.com. That's S-A-K-U-R-A-S-U-T-T-E-R.com. Is your tween starting to experience a change in their skin? Want to get them on an easy at-home routine and have good skin hygiene? Allow Sakura Skin in Mind to help your tween out. This brief, deep cleansing and educational 35-minute facial is just enough to get your tween, ages 10 to 12 years old, started off in the right direction. Sakura Skin in Mind uses the latest in the clinical skincare industry to care for your tween the right way. Sakura Skin in Mind, treating skin out there with an ounce of treatment and a pound of protection. Call 206-730-7429 or go to sakuraskinandmind.com. Family owned since 1986, Stargazers, a unique metaphysical bookshop, offers a large selection of precious gems, jewelry, candles, sage, shamanic drums and rattles, oracle cards, incense, and more. Plus, you can find a variety of healing goodness from some of the best healers under one roof, such as tarot and oracle card readings, spiritual response therapy, data healing, and energy work. Located in Bellevue at 12727 Northrop Way, Suite 10, Stargazers provides a foundation for healing, ample wisdom, and resources for starting or continuing your spiritual journey. Stargazers, making sense of the stars and everything esoteric. For more information and store hours, go to stargazersbooks.com. That's S-T-A-R-G-A-Z-E-R-S-Books.com or call 425-885-7289. That's 425-885-7289. Welcome back to Love from the Hip. I'm spiritual hypnotherapist, master esthetician, and your host, Sakura Sutter. And if you're just joining us today, I have the great pleasure of having psychic medium Fiona Stewart-Williams on my show. So, Fiona, I love the story about the girl in the castle in Ireland, and I was hoping that you could share that. Oh, okay, uh, Sakura. Um, yeah, there, there's a castle called Ross's Castle, and it's well known for being haunted. I mean, it's um, you would get all sorts of paranormal groups there and all the rest. And I um, took a group of students that I was teaching to the castle, and we stayed overnight, and we made connections to one of the ghosts, that was residing there. And it was a lovely, lovely female. She was about 14 years of age. And um, it was a very sad story. She had become very ill and she tried to run off with her her boyfriend and da 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 Anyway, she died mm. and decided to, uh, you know, haunt the castle. Her name was Sabrina. <laughs> and, or Sabina, I beg your pardon. Sabina, I've been corrected from upstairs already. <laughs> and um, And I was asking her, you know, what did she think about what was happening in the castle every time, you know, that people were coming in and going out and because it had been turned into this kind of like um, bed and breakfast where, you know, people were coming and going and having hen parties. And we got this great insight to how she was watching how women were changing over the years, right? Mm -hmm. And that she found it from the spirit world she found it fascinating, you know, all the different fast fashions. <laughs> and she didn't she didn't get people getting drunk. She she found that really weird. Mm-hmm. About why would you do that to yourself and then be sick? Why would right. you do that? You know. <laughs> and um and and she she loved makeup. She loved how people transformed themselves with makeup and lipsticks and the bright colors. And all of those things. So I, I found that really, really interesting. I also asked her as well, did she totally reside in the castle the whole time? She says, no, she'd go up to heaven for a break and have a holiday. 
And then I said to her, um, I asked her also, was it her choice to stay? Was it her choice to haunt? And one of the things she said was, yes, Hmm. it was her choice to stay, to educate people that there's another side of life. Uh, I find that really interesting because not everybody's going to go to a medium, are they? Right. You know, they want to have their own experiences and that's possibly why they do the most haunted things. And, you know, yeah, but I, I found that I found that intriguing. She was she was so helpful. And um, we got an airport as well. That's whenever the spirit world um, manifests something. Huh. And what did she um, what did she um, manifest? Well, it wasn't her. It was it was the spirit children that that were also um, visiting the castle because they heard I was there and they manifested this um, child's napkin from the 1920s. Huh. Yeah. And there was a real smell of there's always a smell when there's like a a phenomena, you know, there was real kind of, you know, um, smoky smell. You know, so I've got that as a keepsake. Did it just visit. like appear out of nowhere for everyone to yeah. see? Hmm. Yeah. And actually, um, one of them uh, manifested on this lady's legs, actually. And she said, she says, oh, my goodness, my legs have got very, very hot. She <laughs> says they're burning. And then all of a sudden she had this. She looked down and she she could see it. She could see this napkin. Huh. Wow. That's yeah. fascinating. And then I, I said, please, can I have one? And then minutes later mine arrived (laughs) (laughs) that's interesting so you've done a lot of these types of events correct yeah so do paranormal investigators also show up or are you you guys working side by side well sometimes they do I find that, uh, that some groups will join me because I get access to certain places um so there can be paranormal investigators there as part of of the group mm-hmm. i'm i'm not i'm not choosy anybody can come <laughs> along <laughs> that's awesome so as a psychic medium and you know learning about death what how would you explain it to people what death yeah i'm not looking forward to the the pain of it mm-hmm. but i'm sure sure looking forward to getting upstairs <laughs> Okay, so I didn't answer that right. Okay, so what did you mean by that, Sakura? Um, just a lot of people are fearful of what's on the other side, right? So what? How oh would you God. explain it? Do you know what? I, I, all this fire and brimstone? What rubbish! That's not what it's like. You know, upstairs, you are held in unconditional love. It, it is it is the most incredible space to be. And from the age of 10, I've known that because my, my father showed it to me. He showed me where he was. Yeah. And I felt it. And quite often when I'm connecting with those in the spirit world, I'm very aware they're coming through in the vibration of love. Whatever they've done on earth, it's done, it's dusted. They've learned what they needed to learn. And they're wanting to help others to not be frightened of what's to come. And so how has knowing that this whole time since you were 10 or if not sooner, how has knowing that helped you in living your life? How has that changed for you? I don't have fear. I don't have fear of, oh, what comes next? Um, That doesn't exist for me. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm sure the caterpillar when he when they're putting themselves in the cocoon aren't thinking oh my word i'm going to be a butterfly (laughs) you know it just happens for them and they oh they don't think back about being a caterpillar (laughs) their wings and fly so where do you hope to grow from here fiona you mean what's coming up next yeah what's coming next what's coming up next i've got a well you know how everything goes online everything's Mm -hmm. back online so um, I'm doing demonstrations online and my next one is on the 31st of March at 7 p.m. my time. So I can't work out what that time will be for you. Um, 7 p.m. your time. So 12 yeah. p.m. our time. Oh, look at that. 12 noon on the 31st mm. of March. Thank you for that one. <laughs> online via Eventbrite. I am doing Angels Calling. 
And so and a, what's the website for that? Sorry. You can get that from www.psychicfiona.com. Okay. Or on my Facebook page, which is Psychic Fiona. <laughs> All right. And uh, yeah. And what is, that, what is that class going to do? Sorry. It's not a class. It's a demonstration of mediumship. Okay. At low cost, at a low cost of 10 pounds, which is something less than dollars to you guys. Mm. Okay. So yeah, it, it's a good, f- I, I love it. I love the Zooms. They're great fun. Fantastic. And do you have a, just a closing message for all of us from the angels? Well, I do channel the angels without a shadow of a doubt. I do. If you just give me one second, I'm just going to have a wee think. Just feel into. Yeah. This is a message for anyone that's listening. It takes courage to let go of your worries and problems. It takes strength and above all faith to hand these over to us. We appreciate your faith and courage. And we are doing your utmost for your highest good. That is a message from your angels. You don't need to know their names. You don't need to. You don't need to channel. All you need to do is ask and they will intercede on your behalf. Their love will always be around you. That's lovely. Thank you for sharing that, Fiona. Thank you for having me on your yes. show. Sarah. Yes, thank you for being here, for staying up so late. <laughs> <laughs> thank All you. All right. And enjoy the rest of your St. Patrick's Day. And thank you to Eric, my brilliant producer, and KKNW and KBKW, the talk of Grace Harbor, and you, the listener. You can find me at sakurasutter.com. Really love the show. Don't be shy. Drop me a line at sakuraatleftfromthehip.com. Tune in next week for another Love from the Hip presents the Cautious Coaching Hour, where we will discuss navigating through fear and ways to bring in joy during this time. Stay kind out there, stay true to you, and don't forget, make self-love contagious. Go ahead, I dare ya. A health crisis is one of the most challenging situations we will experience in our lifetime. It leaves us frightened, confused, and asking, why did this happen to me? Transformational coach Rory Reich experienced his healing crisis when the life he had so carefully constructed came crumbling down around him. The universe had offered him a challenge. He chose to accept it and to rediscover who he was before it was too late. In his book, Transform Yourself Through Disease, Rory shares his personal journey alongside eight practical steps to help those who are stuck realize their self-impairing beliefs and discover ways of transforming them so they can reclaim their health and create the life of their dreams. Don't let your health crisis define you. Take the next step and transform yourself today. For a free life coaching consultation, contact Rory at RoryReich.com. That's R-O-R-Y-R-E-I-C-H dot com.